superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Miami Dolphins 70 and the Denver Broncos 20. Impressive, man. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Do you even stop talking at some point when you're beating somebody like the way you're beating them, Raheem? I just tell them to check the scoreboard. I think that's enough that needs to be said. Today's guests, NFL Network reporter Steve Weish. Fox Sports College football analyst Bruce Feldman. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. That's correct. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on a busy Wednesday. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right in the middle of our sports week. One day before the Lions and the Packers have at it to kick off week four. What a big one. Because that is for the battle to have the leg up in the NFC North for sure. Two two and one teams going at it on Thursday night. Everyone else in the division is 0-3. So let's go. It's all on tomorrow night. So we'll get you table set for that while also taking a look back at what we've already seen. The phone lines are there for you to chat with us. 844-204-RICH, number to dial on our Sirius XM Odyssey terrestrial radio affiliates listening to us, our podcast listeners, checking us all out on the Roku channel uh, on channel 210. We're uh, free on all Roku devices, select Samsung smart TVs. We're free on Amazon Fire TV. We're free on the Roku app because the Roku channel is on it. And then the Roku channel.com for anybody using the old internet tubes. Good to see you over there. Chris Brockman, what's going on over there, sir? I'm great, Rich. What's up, man? DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Good morning, Rich. Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. TJ Jefferson, have you lit the candle already? Candles lit, Rich. I'm just reviewing the script for week four. Why have, you not, you. why have you not thrown that out? I've told you that script I sucks. Mean, I can't help four it. snaps in 75 seconds into Aaron Rodgers' season. And he loses his Achilles tendon. It, that script, throw it out. It feels like required reading, though. Throw it out. Yeah. I don't want to see that script anymore. <laughs> We're I hate the, the script. Rewrite. The script where Zach Wilson's still the quarterback of the New York Jets, and apparently there's a dissension in the locker room, allegedly, reportedly. Yeah, I mean, it's really amazing. Oh, my <laughs> goodness gracious. Here's what I want to talk about. At this point last week, there was a notion, and uh, I think um, a keen sense of the notion, that there might be a new sense of parity in the National Football League. Now, again, we're marathoning. We're not sprinting. But last week, at this very time, there were no fewer than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 2-0 teams in the National Football League. And three of them resided in the NFC South. Hmm. Established 2002. Never had three 2-0 teams in it at the same time. The NFC East established many moons ago. Three 2-0 teams within it for the first time since 1989. The NFC, seven of the nine teams Ooh. at 2-0. How about them apples? Seven. Just two in the AFC, the supposed deep end of the pool. And just when you thought, maybe, just maybe, we're going to have a ton of parity in this league. ton of parity. Because if I'm not mistaken, just taking a look at everything, only two of the nine undefeated teams played each other. So you had a shot to come out of this with eight 2-0 teams entering week four, being 3-0. How about that? Parity. And the football gods looked at those thinking about parity in the same way. They looked at Jets fans and said, no, Uh -uh. we are not doing it this way. (laughs) Same football gods, very, very stern. Maybe using Eric Biennemi type terms. (laughs) Say, nah. Screw your parity. Stuff it in a box. Don't even say that word anymore. And then here we are. Entering week four, three 2-0 teams, and creme de la creme. 
mm. are now three and zero. Absolutely, creme de la creme, the cream rising to the top, and it's the two teams in the NFC Championship game last year, and over in the AFC, the two teams in the AFC Championship game. You got the Chiefs at two and one, and now suddenly um, the darling of ten year old girls everywhere, and boy. The Cincinnati Bengals avoiding the dreaded 0-3 start with limping Joe Burrow <laughs> doing just enough to take the Bengals off that griddle. It's a dance that's sweeping the nation. And the 3-0 team in the AFC is the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Who, as you know, we started the show with on Monday because in this league, it's tough to win by five points. Yeah. Let alone 50 points. And the Miami Dolphins, once again, they're 70 points on Sunday. More points scored in those Miami Dolphins uniforms against the Denver Broncos on Sunday than 17 National Football League teams through three weeks. Rich, you just said they won by 50. Five teams haven't scored 50 all year. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Their margin of victory is more than what... Five teams have posted through three weeks. Unreal. Now, that's a story. You know what? My spidey sense in all these years that I've been talking sports, and I'll even throw my three years and two years as an intern, summer intern, with the Staten Island Advance. All of my news sense, my news gathering sense, tells me that's a story. (laughs) So now that we're down to three, let's ask the question we started asking a couple weeks ago. Who is potentially going to be the final undefeated team in 2023? And who might be the ones to threaten the cork popping in Miami? And is it possible those who are around from the 72 Dolphins wouldn't mind popping the champagne corks next year if it's the Miami Dolphins who actually go undefeated? That's our poll question today at Rich Eisen Show. And that's also for you if you want to chime in at 844-204-RICH, being the number to dial. Who is going to go undefeated the longest? The old last longest, like your uh, poker tournaments. Yep. Who's going to be at the final table? We won't know that till February. But who's going to last the longest is undefeated? Tua, Brock Purdy, or Jalen Hurts? Who is it going to be? And I am going to put my marker down. Already? Yeah. Have takes. You know what I mean? I understand that, you know, sometimes I put the thumb on the scale, but I don't believe my thumb on the scale is going to affect the final result. Really? Yeah. Because I think everybody's going to go Miami Dolphins in this poll. They could lose this weekend. Very much so. Because you take a look at the schedules. Let's go with that one first then. The Miami Dolphins schedule. They have the Buffalo Bills this very weekend in Western New York. Home for the Giants, home for Carolina. Oh, my goodness gracious. But those teams, I mean, boy. The Nick Saban Bowl, Bryce Young if he's back against Tua. Let me show you a thing or two, pal. <laughs> but what it's like to try and put up points in the National Football League, my goodness. But then they're at Philadelphia. They play each other. One of these two teams that's currently undefeated barring a tie, will go down and have a much less round number in the loss column. They play Kansas City. My gosh, I got to tell you this. I am thanking my lucky stars. I'm calling that game in Germany on NFL Network in Frankfurt, Germany in week nine. I will be in the booth, and I will be proud to be having that headset on on behalf of the National Football League Network and doing my best. That is a dream come true to have the audience there for that game. And I am lighting candles in the house for everybody's health. I don't know if the Dolphins go undefeated the longest. Let's take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles since obviously they have the Dolphins on their docket as well. The Eagles at 3-0 and not even playing their best offensive football. The coach himself even said that. They lost both coordinators. 
and the defense, I think, is already up and running in a more efficient way, I would say, because they have, I mean, Jalen Carter up front, my goodness, we're not even talking about the Bulldogs before him and alongside him. He's already a big favorite for offensive or defensive rookie of the year. If the Eagles win that game against Miami, they've got a shot here to enter their bye at 9-0 and unless Dallas can go into Philadelphia and do something. What do you think about that? I'm just going to flat out ask you, TJ. Because I believe on your two cracks at it, right? With the Do- yeah. with the Cowboys, I think you had a loss in both. No, I, I probably. Would, I'm pretty sure I said a split. Because Hold that's on a how second. These guys usually. Go. Um. Yeah, you did. You did. St- you had them losing both times, pal. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Even the second time I did it. Even the second time you did it after the Cowboys started two and zero, and we had your mulligan it. Yeah. Interesting. You gave them a loss at San Francisco, at Philadelphia, and then at the Commanders to end, figuring that they. We're resting starters since they were going fourteen and three, as you said the second time, well, and you had them yeah. at eleven and six the first time. That might be more realistic. Um, and um, you had them losing to Philadelphia and Philly both times. The Eagles might do it. The Eagles might do it, but it's entirely possible that the Miami Dolphins lose in Buffalo this weekend and then beat Philadelphia because I'm putting my money on the 49ers going undefeated the longest. Put their schedule up if you don't mind. Man, this is a great team. And again, recency bias is 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 even a week-to-week thing because Miami just curb-stomped Denver and the Eagles just won on Monday night. Look at this. Look at the schedule. Home for Arizona, home for Dallas. I think that's going to be a long night for you. Well, it's going to be a long night for me because I'm going to be in London having just called Ravens and, I mean, uh, Bills and Jaguars, and I'm going to probably stay up late just to see some of that if I can. At Cleveland. At Cleveland. Which is, I know, that, you're going, that's a higher register. But that defense is no I know, joke. I know that. If Watson can round into form, that's going to be a game. Then, you know, George Kittle traveling whenever Miles Garrett runs around. That's funny. <laughs> Little Titans protection scheme at Minnesota, home for Cincinnati. Let's just say they do avoid the loss in Cleveland. Look at that. <laughs> they could be they could wind up on Thanksgiving night at Seattle having an undefeated record, I think. So it's gonna be a long night for Dallas, but the Niners could Well, they have Dallas in there. Up. Yes, yeah, for sure, TJ. You you I know you're sitting here thinking Cleveland is not Dallas. Dallas is better than Cleveland, but Dallas is in San Francisco, and San Francisco gotta go to Cleveland. I'm wondering if that I don't know if if they can flex that into a later afternoon start, but let me just see right now. Uh, San Francisco at Cleveland's currently a, a a one Eastern contest. West Coast teams playing one East contests on the road. That's not easy. That ain't easy. Which is why I thought their Week One win over Pittsburgh was more impressive than even people were giving them credit for. So. Yeah, that's not denigrating Dallas. Cleveland has a terrific defense. Cleveland might be the higher register team of the entire AFC right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do higher register on Friday. We haven't done it in a while. In, I just feel it's so hard. You can't just replace Nick Chubb, though. You know, that's no, I know that. That's a guy yeah, who's that's true. Kind of hard to this, you can plug this Ford in, kid. This Ford kid good, is looks really good. You it's know like, how the that division is. Come December, it's going to be snowy. I mean, those no, guys. I, I hear you. I'm just talking about just right, right now, now, week okay. six when the Niners go in. I'm assuming, with all due respect to Dallas, that's a big Sunday night game. In week five, I I, I would choose the 49ers, going undefeated the longest. You feel differently, Chris? I agree, actually. They're back. What about you, right? TJ? They're backing it up right now. I, and I, I mean, uh, to your point, though, I have said that the Niners are a hurdle that Dallas is yet to clear. So right. until they can get through the Niners, and I mean, you have to favor San Francisco. 844 204 Rich is the number to dial. Also, vote on our poll question at Rich Eisen Show um, on Twitter X. <laughs> Stop saying X, please. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, look, man, eventually you just got to give in to no, it. No, you don't. Yeah, if we take a stand, people will follow. Is that right? No, they won't. Okay. Man. We're what the little people nuts? here. We can't fight the just conglomerate. Just say Twitter. TJ, you're not helping. 
Well, they you're f- like you're like no, Joe Namath here. You're not helping the cause. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Okay, I like it. Speaking what of cause? which, speaking of which, the cause in New York for the Jets, um, Colin Kaepernick has raised his hand, saying, "I will join it if you just give me a shot." Which is um, an interesting plot twist. And um, I will just say this on that front: I'm just going about my business yesterday. TJ, you text the group. Mm-hmm. Jay Cole has added me on his Instagram account. <laughs> Say what? As he has put out Colin Kaepernick's letter to the general manager of the New York Jets, Joe Douglas, saying, hey, just put me on your practice squad. Mm-hmm. You know, and this comes out on the day Trevor Simeon hasn't, um, who hasn't won a game since 2017, is added to the Jets practice squad. And what that means is, hey, Zach Wilson. Sunday night, it's going to be a rough one in terms of assignments because the Chiefs defense has outperformed the Chiefs offense so far. I think we can say that. You know, the Chicago Bears played the captain stooping role on Sunday of putting two stars together on a love boat. You know, so and a nice, beautiful cruise. Run. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they basically have put Kelsey and Taylor Swift on the football cruise to Puerto Vallarta. Promises something by making it very easy for them to go actually. hang out done and be lovebirds together, kind of like the way Charo and Jack Klugman were one time. I did just make that wow. reference. I mean, but anyway, they, they I'm done with that reference. <laughs> Such an old reference. But... You know, it's going to be a tough assignment for Zach. And guess what? If you don't do something and don't throw down the field or the offensive coordinator doesn't pull out all the stops, which is something they kind of should do. I mean, if this ain't the YOLO game, I don't know what it is. (laughs) Then... It'll be Trevor Simeon time. And again, Jets fans, we know Trevor Simeon from the time when um, he filled in for Sam Darnold when he had mononucleosis and lasted all of six pass attempts before Miles Garrett broke his ankle. Luke Falk came in. Again, we Jets fans, this is, this is just another nightmare. Note to Aaron Rodgers, Luke Falk, okay? This is why, you know, we might be not coming across as helpful as fans right now. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. So (laughs) you don't have to reinvent the wheel unless you're out of options. And look, man, I don't know what Colin Kaepernick looks like. We've seen just, you know, workout videos. Did you see on his letter, which I thought was terrific, it's basically saying, hey, you need help. I've been working out. I'm here. You know, here are my uh, references. Did you see his references? Both Harbaugh's, Jim and John, Mark Davis of the Raiders. You know, these are references. You can call them. You have their numbers. So give me a shot. Like, what's the what's the big deal? And, 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 you know, to be honest with you, why not? Because I'm. I'm up for anything right now after seeing 2022 play out all over again. I'm up for absolutely anything. And I believe a confident Zach Wilson has the tools to do this. However, in the event that is not the case, I would love to offer you a risk-free contingency plan is what he says. The only issue, unfortunately for him, is – and. You know, again, he's a very generous man in terms of whenever he chimes in on my charity work, very charitable guy. He's set up everything for the Jets this year and Woody Johnson. I don't think Woody Johnson and his politics, to be very straight up, thinks that that would be risk-free to him. He was the ambassador to the U.K. for the guy who called players sons of bitches because Kaepernick knelt. So I don't know if this is the right fit. guy. Well, I mean, it is a, it may be a fit in terms of football, in terms of the Jets being desperate to figure something out. I don't think they're there in full desperation mode yet. 
But, you know, when Zach Wilson might be down 28 in front of the whole country and the Jets fans are booing and losing their minds and apparently dentures, you know, then and 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 the exact opposite is potentially coming out of the Mama Kelsey suite, then, you know, attitudes may change. And Robert Sala said recently that in the last hour that Trevor Simeon will be inactive this week, which makes sense. He was just at home, but he has been on a roster. I mean, Kaepernick's been home for years so this is not, this is, put it this way. This is not the craziest idea. And the wild thing is that things may get to the point where let's take a look. What's the worst you can do is take a look. That is eventually risk-free, and I do not know if politics will play into this. It shouldn't, but it has with Kaepernick for years. But it's Zach Wilson's show on Sunday night. And for the time being, Nathaniel Hackett, yo low, honestly. Call up Larry David. The tr- the, the double flick, Chris, that he said he would try. <laughs> yeah. Maybe double That's flick right. time. That's right. Double where flick he said, time. Larry David said you flick it to a running back and then who then off. flicks it back yeah. to the quarterback who then flicks it again. Yeah. The double flick. Double flick. He once said that on, on, our, uh, on our show. Let's double flick it. Let's double flick it. Let's have Lazard throw it to Garrett Wilson, who hides it in his, you know, his uniform. Let's uh, what the uh, let's do little giant stuff. Yep. Annexation of let's Puerto annex, Rico. Yeah, we're annexing yep. Puerto Rico. Yep. Like that's the meantime. Like that's what Sunday should be about. Fumble Ruski. Yolo. Let's take a break. Steve Weich is here on the Rich Eisen Show. I can't wait to chat with him. He's the guy who initially reported what Kaepernick was doing on the sidelines during the National Anthem. Perfect timing to have my buddy from the NFL Media Group and Roku, Steve Weish, coming up. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel. Our radio audience will rejoin us. Uh, Thrilled to have here my colleague from the NFL Network, one of my favorite people on the planet because he's as great a human as he is an NFL reporter. The NFL Report airs Mondays and Thursdays at 7, 15 p.m. Eastern time on the NFL app, nfl.com slash NFL channel. And then, of course, the fast channels that you could see right here on Roku. Steve Weich, good to see you. Rich, thanks so much for having me. Maiden oh. Voyage in the studio, man. I I, I could have. You've been on before, but you're yes. on the old phone. Yes, on the phone. Well, I mean, this is, we should do this more often. Hey, man, right here. It's great. Because Appreciate I see you it. on Sundays now, uh, right, you know, bright and early, because you're doing the NFL preview, preview. show yep. with Andrew Siciliano yes. on the Fast Channel here on Roku as yep. well. Yeah, on Roku as well. So I love it. I love this. this. I love synergy. this world. Look at us. We're, we're here. We're streaming. We're streaming. You and I, <laughs> we're, we're sitting here and people, we're people, right, Chris? Can you confirm? Uh, confirm, people. We're streaming. One, two, three. And I also know who Captain Stooping is from the Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough I don't know where that one came from. It was but beautiful. I, honestly, that's what the Bears did. <laughs> they put two famous lovebirds together. Just wasn't a cruise. It was Arrowhead. <laughs> and it worked. And that's what they did. It's just like, honestly, it, they, it, they didn't make it awkward because she came to a loss or a tight game. It well, was, it Patrick, was it's Patrick, with sailing. It's Patrick Mahomes is the ultimate wingman. 
He gets he gets Kelsey five of his seven catches in the first half. So yes. he's he's right got Taylor engaged. Yes. Yeah. So she's there. Yeah, yeah. All the way through. She's locked in. I mean, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> deserves a serious pat on the back as well. Well, I mean, that's it's a wingman for you. That's, that's a wingman wing for you. Teammates. Without Mahomes, she wouldn't have screamed LFG LF, in LF, front of yeah. Mama Kelsey. It's <laughs> great. Oh yeah. It's great. Yeah, that wasn't the clean version of her songs. No. No. If only yeah. it was real. <laughs> it oh. is real. Stop it with that nonsense. <laughs> Get out of here. Back on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. The desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. The NFL report streams Mondays and Thursdays at 7 15 p.m. Eastern time on the NFL app and fast channels that you can find right here on Roku. Yes. NFL preview Sunday uh, morning on the fast channel on Roku and the NFL app with Andrew Siciliano and my friend Steve Watch. Good to see you, Steve. Good seeing you, man. I mean, I'm here. I know. It's pretty cool to have it's you here. It's pretty awesome. It is awesome to have you here. Uh, let's just jump right into it. You were the first one there when Colin Kaepernick yeah. uh, knelt, correct? You know, he, he sat. He sat. Correct? He, he that sat. time he sat. Okay. Once a week later until he knelt. Right. That, yeah, it's when Nate Boyer told him, why don't you kneel? Because that's what we do. Take a knee sometimes in the field of battle. Right, and prayer and things like that. Right. So, you know, it's university symbolic. Yeah, but I was there in that, on that uh, preseason game against the Packers, week three preseason game, uh, when he uh, when he didn't stand. And then the whole anthem, you know, I spoke to him after the game. But you're just in the press box and you noticed, right? He's So, no, here, here's the thing. So I actually got a call from Mike Garofolo, our, colli- yes, our colleague, before the game. He said, hey, I was speaking to somebody with the Niners. Mm-hmm who said, if you have someone at tonight's game, keep an eye on Kaepernick. Because the first two preseason games, we weren't sure if he stood for the anthem. Mm -hmm. But remember, he was coming off of knee, shoulder, and hand surgery. Mm -hmm. So they just weren't sure. Like, he wasn't in uniform. He was in sweats or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they weren't sure. So here I am, you know, 5,000 feet in the sky, looking. So you look at the numbers of all the guys on the line. You don't see number seven there. And at the end of the anthem, you see him kind of stand up between two Gatorade jugs. And then uh, Jennifer Lee Chan, who was a reporter who covers the 49ers, also took a shot of that. Mm-hmm. So that kind of verified what I thought I saw. But under her screenshots, she's like, this was not Jeff Fisher approved. Because remember that week on Hard Knocks, Jeff Fisher did a whole bit on when you go to the national anthem, toes on the line, that's important right. to me. So I, as soon as I saw that, Rich, I started thinking back to Cap social media over the summer. Mm-hmm. Remember this 2016, Trump, Hillary, polarized on a lot of issues, but it was also when uh, Alton Sterling was shot. Uh, Philando Castile, we had all of this video of these unarmed black men being shot by police. Mm -hmm. So Cap was very active on social media. I mean, like I'd never seen him. Cap was a very quiet, reserved guy, even during the the bicep kissing time. You never Mm -hmm. really heard him speak. So when I saw him do this, you know, didn't stand, I immediately was like, something might be bigger in play. It was just a hunch. It was just, it was all a hunch. Mm-hmm. And after the game, I asked him. No one asked him during his post-game press conference, so I pulled him to the side. I had a relationship with Cap. And that's when he said, I did it because I can't stand for the flag that represents a country that allows innocent black men or black people, people of color, to be shot by police, and they get paid vacations. And so that's when the whole thing started. Do you still speak with him? Uh, from time to time, we, uh, we text Back and forth. We haven't really had a conversation, I would say. Um, I have been interviewed for a couple documentaries. Uh, one has already been released. Mm-hmm. And then Spike Lee is doing something for ESPN, mm-hmm. which is coming out, I believe, any time now, mm-hmm. which is going to be a multi-part series, kind of like the series they did on O.J. Simpson and others. But yes. it's, it's, it's a very extensive thing that Spike Lee's doing here. So let's talk about the football yeah. aspect of this here, even though it's so difficult to separate everything. Yeah. Um, so he sends a letter to Joe Douglas, and let me just say this. As I said at the top of this program, it makes sense for a team to go, when you're in this situation, that you've got all of these guys in this locker room who appears to be struggling with the current state of affairs with the Jets, and it does appear to be 2022 this might be, you know, how you're we're we're on NFL plus everything's plus. This might be 2022 plus, yeah. right? Because it because it, 
There was one drive against the Patriots. It's like, where the hell did that, that Zach Wilson come from? Okay. And there were other moments uh, in Dallas, three quarters, and then the fourth quarter was a disaster. Right. They did win the the opener. So this is 2022 plus. But we don't want 2022 anymore. The Jets don't want that anymore. So the question is, is, you know, Kaepernick and kicking the tires on any possibility right now before uh, a trade window could open up for a, a true bona fide elite quarterback that another team might be willing to flip and the Jets make a godfather offer to put this season back together again. Right. This long setup for saying, what do you know about Kaepernick's football readiness? What What do we know about that? All we, all we know is his word, that he's been working out, staying in shape, and that's that. Look, a lot of people work out and stay in shape. You know, there's a difference between being in football shape, between, you know, seeing defenses, even... And the one thing I really salute him about, well, there's multiple things, but, uh, you know, in this letter, he's like, I'm not trying to come take Zach's job. I will just come in and be your scout team quarterback to help your defenses get ready. I'm not trying to, to Wally pip anyone. Just let me come in here and basically be your best practice quarterback. I mean, that's what he's saying. And so it, it's just interesting because he, he's like, I am not trying to come in here and say, make me that guy. I'm better than anything you could have. Even though a lot of us could say even he's been he hasn't played since 2016, the end of that season. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to be ready. But you can see there's no way. There's a lot of guys who have not played in 7 years who can get off the couch and play football. He's just saying let me be your practice guy. So it, it, it's very interesting because I think you made a point that their owner Woody Johnson mm-hmm. uh his politics he might not be able to stomach something like that. Well, and that's the question, too, is, is you know, if this gets to a point where the Jets are just kicking tires and looking for answers, and what would Kaepernick's, because you, you have to sit here and understand, any NFL team that welcomes in somebody into their home who might use this moment as a platform for a social stance yep. of any sort. Yep. I mean, name name one, any sort, an NFL team or any team might be like, yeah, this is not what we're looking for right now. We're looking for a quarterback. We're not looking for someone to utilize the opportunity to make a social stance as well. And and as you just point out, and what we were been discussing, this particular ownership might be uh, on the side in a, in a more hard way of, yeah, we're not social standing here. And we're not sitting. We're not kneeling either. So what would his approach be? Do we even know what his approach would be if he gets that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, we, we really don't. I mean, and that's, look, that's the first thing Cap's going to be asked about. Hey, yes. are, are you going, if you if you get a chance back in the league, are you going to stand for the national anthem? Are you going to speak out? Look, this is a man of incredible moral fiber. He has sacrificed his career to take a stand for which he said wasn't personal for him, but was for a bigger issue. And so a lot, owners have had opportunities, Rich, for seven years to bring Colin Kaepernick in for this exact same scenario. Right. And they have not. We have seen teams lose ball games and bring in, inferior quarterbacks and cap was closer to his playing days instead of bringing him in. Yes. So there is a fear of, okay, if we bring him in, we already have the media crowd of Aaron Rodgers, albeit that he's hurt. They're still ripe for that. And now we bring him in here. Okay. So as an owner, again, I just don't think Woody Johnson or any of these owners we've seen over the years would have the stomach for that. And you know, this rich, there's a lot of owners who feel like, okay, we've moved on. We've got slogans in the end zone. We've placated people by having messages on the helmet, you know, mm. unity and racism, things like that. Mm. So we're, we're, we've moved on from cap. So you reintroduce him back into that. This is going to create a whole different wave of conversation that the NFL and its owners thought they've moved away from. Unless it's about playing football and winning football games, which is what he's trying to say right that's here. That's exactly that's his approach. Saying. I want to come in. I want to win football games and the Jets. I mean, at some point, and if there are guys in the locker room who are, as Rich Samini of ESPN uh, reporting, he covers the Jets, um, saying that there's potent, he's hearing there's some discord already on the defensive side of that locker room. You knew that was coming. Well, I mean, it, it comes with any, right. any team that has one side of the ball stronger than the other side of the ball, and the coach is saying the other side of the ball is still fine when we all have eyes, including the coach. And it comes across as somebody's not being held as accountable as the side of the ball that's balling out. That's always a problem. Doesn't mean it's like a mad lib. You could just change the proper noun of the team and change the proper noun of the coach. We've seen it time and time again. That said, 
is it possible that the guys in the side of the ball that's balling out would look at Kaepernick and say, why aren't we trying him? Well, they could because, first off, <laughs> bless you, Rich. Um, you know, Cap is saying, hey, I want to come in and make the strong side of the ball even stronger. Right. I want to come in and be their scout team quarterback. Yes. But that's when they could say, this guy is better than what we have in here. Look, you know how the Jets players feel about Zach Wilson. No matter what they say about he's gotten better, we support him. Look at when Aaron Rodgers even was being floated this summer. All the tweets from Brees Hall. Oh, like, they were all in. Yeah, they, they were like, they, thank goodness. Yeah, they were burning cheese heads and effigy. <laughs> exactly. We, we have moved on. So you know how they feel about Zach. So, if, if you know, look, Cap's letter could not have been more professionally done a, a, as a courtesy. I think he should send this out to every team. Because there are a lot of teams that could use him as a scout team quarterback or yeah. whatever. But he lives in New York. He's saying this. Could it be to prove a point? To see, like, see Woody Johnson won't do this because of his politics. Verifying, once again, what I've been saying for six years. Who knows? But in, in seeing the sincerity, at least in the wording of that letter. Yes. Um, makes me believe, hey, give me a shot. What have you got to lose? Because you guys are taking L's right now. Steve White here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH <laughs> is the number to dial. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to keep you to the end of the hour let's here. Do let's do it. So let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the rest of the National Football League with my colleague from the NFL Media Group, NFL Network, NFL Plus, NFL App. My gosh. <laughs> Where can you not <laughs> watch or stream no. Steve Weich is basically the question. Well, That's next. The network. Right here on NFL. Uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, see? I sometimes forget where I'm working. <laughs> All right, Steve Weish, uh, another segment uh, with my uh, colleague, Steve Weish, as well. You're Now, you have um, a grandkid now, right? I do. I have a grandson, Jariah, 10 months old. Wow. How about that? That's How about cool. that? So now, um, what do you make of Dion ranking his children, Steve? Of <laughs> Dion ranking his children? Have you not heard about this? I have not. Yeah, he goes on his Instagram account, and he ranks his children one through five, does depending on their work. Yes, it does. Just like all rankings do. Wow. Right. Well, I and, mean, and I, these guys here. How many kids do you have, Steve? I've got three sons, ages twenty-seven through thirty. And who's your favorite? Could you rank? Who is my favorite? Yeah. Don't oh me. no, it's 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 thirty-three and a three, thirty-three and a third. You're lying. Uh, you're lying. I who's, can't. No, no, no. By the way, who's by your this is just so you understand. Yeah, that's a favorite. man who's got one child. No, here, here, and here's what I, here's how, here's how I rank them. If you want to rank them, my oldest has been loved the longest. Okay, my middle son's been loved the second longest, and our baby has been loved. The least longest. But Who's all making you the equally. most upset right now? Who's making me the most upset? Yeah. None, because they're all out of the house. <laughs> You're I don't taking know why you can't. Can. have power rankings. Rich is all live at home, so he's got a ranking. Like, Rich, who's making you the most upset today? None of them right You're now. You're lying. Who's making None you the most no upset None today? of them. They've been delightful this morning. I Rich. was fourth. They were delightful. Will you, will you save this tape for, like, when his child is 18 and is like, I am leaving because you're so mean to me? It's funny, Sarah, it's, it's our makeup early. artist, Sarah, she, her her baby is not feeling well, so she's going to work a half day, and she's just like, hey, I'm going to take off because my baby's not feeling, she, her baby's one, and I'm like, yeah, it sucks when they can't tell you what's wrong, right. but one day they'll be able to tell you what's wrong, and then tell you what you're doing wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I've been that there. That day for you, sir, is coming. I think it's already here. No, I know. no. There's a difference between a three-nager and a teenager, pal. He's, he's very vocal. Okay? He has no idea. Do not no listen idea. to him. No idea. Do not listen to him. You have no idea. Correct. He has no idea. Back here on our radio audience, with our Roku channel audience as well. Um, so let's talk about this story. The story of the NFL through three weeks is... Uh, the Miami Dolphins. I agree. I mean, I, Rich, I, I don't think we can talk about them enough. I mean, they've played some tough teams, yep. right? The Patriots, the Chargers, the yep. Broncos are terrible right now. But what they are doing is so next level. And what's interesting is I got a text uh, from someone in the organization the other day, and they said they understand that 70 burger that they put on the Broncos mm -hmm. was unique, right? This isn't something where they're going to be showing this game day. Look at how great we are. Look at how great Devon A-Chan. I used to call him A-Chan. Yeah, right now. Yeah, look at how the great... Like, they're like, we understand they're we've burying got... burying the tape? They're not burying the tape. Okay. But as I suggested, you know, on the NFL report, put it in the archives for the highlight film. You take some things away from that and say, okay, we've got the Bills this week. All right, this is a team that knows us. They know some tendencies because we've played them mm -hmm. twice last season. They've got three games of tape now. We put some things on tape to drive them crazy for preparation. That's what that Broncos practice was. Right now, Broncos. I mean, that's what it got. That's, that's, that's what it is. 
Come on, you can see by the first half. I mean, that defense was nothing but a bunch of orange traffic. There cones. was there was a there was a still shot that I saw on uh, Twitter that um, which we still call it that that um, that a Chan a Chan was running free and clear. Clearly, it was the one where he was one of the four who was going to the end zone. And about five Broncos defenders were on their backs yes. on the ground. How Did about you that see picture? That? You saw what I'm talking yes. about, right? They're on their backs on the ground. All the Dolphins are upright, looking down the field, blocking, looking for someone to hit and knock <laughs> over as well. But it seemed like some of these defenders were bowled over because they were thrown off balance by whatever the hell the Dolphins were doing. So what are they doing? Like, what is Mike McDaniel doing what are you what's being discussed what are you seeing on taper film because i'd love to try and i try to get that a little bit out of raheem mostert when he's on the show yesterday what is he doing so a, a lot of it is you know when you talk to people and there was a great podcast jordan rodriguez from the athletic did this summer called the play callers where okay. she took the whole shanahan tree group you know mcveigh mcdaniel all these guys kevin o'connell to talk about the offense yes and mcdaniel is the run game yeah. Guru. That's what Mostert said. He met him as he was the run game coordinator. When he arrived in San Francisco, yes. Mostert was already there. Right. And right. so, you know, I've talked to people about the stretch zone scheme, what Kyle and, and McDaniel do, and they've got the outside zone, the inside zone, but they incorporate like a mid zone run stuff. So they can give you looks with the offensive line that look like runs that turn in the pass because their passing game is so quick. Yes. You know, it just allows them to do certain things because of the quickness of how they operate and the speed of their players. They've got speed like nobody else at all of their skill positions. And the other thing that's being talked about is their emotions, especially with Tyreek Hill, because they're almost on CFL level, right? Where he goes in motion sometimes and he bows and looks like he's yeah, moving forward. That? Yes, yes, yes. So, you that's know, that's legal. That, that, that is legal where they're, they're up to the edge. They're almost at the right tackle, you know, yes. and pass protection thing. But it's almost like, as our Cameron Wolf said, it's like a 200-meter runner in track. He's coming around the curve, mm. and he's already at full speed. So if you're a DB who's static or you're traveling with him, he's gone. And that's why he is springing open. He's an exceptional route runner. But some of the other route concepts that they do, it's getting guys open, and Tua is out there right now just playing Madden because he is seeing guys <laughs> wide open, or he's throwing them open with the timing of what they do. He's so good. He's so good. And this he, is a guy who was just, you know, he's not Herbert, right? Right. And he doesn't not, have the slingshot. He doesn't right. And he, he can't. He he he's just doesn't have it. For he the size is not what's going to work in the NFL. And of course, he wasn't healthy last year. That gives more credence to that. He's the MVP of the league right now. Right. Right now, he absolutely. Three weeks in and out. And I, I will say this before I, you know, uh, we continue on. Uh, Sam Darnold, if I'm not mistaken, was the MVP of the league through three weeks a couple years ago, right? In Carolina? Yeah, correct. When he was, he was balling out. Carolina, remember, Carolina was 3-0, <laughs> and then McCaffrey hurt his hamstring on a yeah. Thursday night against Tech, the uh, Houston Texans, and it all went right downhill. Yeah. But he's no Sam Darnold. Yeah, I mean, this right isn't now, happening so. unless he gets hurt or, you know, Mahomes right. or somebody. Correct, correct. Um, but, I mean, what's just going on with the Dolphins offensively? Yes. It's frightening, but here's why I think they're going to be there at the end. Yes, sir. Is their defense. I mean, we are not talking about the fact because they're they're still coming together, but they've got Nick Chubb and Jalen Phillips, and they they're so good at all three levels. That's right. And you're seeing Vic Fangio now start to warm teams up. These guys are starting to understand what he wants to do. That defense, when it really starts to hit his stride, and they start getting takeaways to get to in that offense, ball more mm -hmm. the ball. More, that's see that's what's happening in Kansas City right now. The Chiefs' defense is playing lights out. Right when Miami's defense start doing that with the way they're operating, that's what's going to make them scary. Steve White here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, check out the NFL Report Mondays and Thursdays, 7.15 Eastern on the NFL app. Fast channels right here on Roku. NFL preview on Sunday with Andrew Siciliano on the Roku Fast Channel right here on the uh, NFL Fast Channel right here on, on Roku. Um, we asked before who's going to stay undefeated the longest. Miami, Philly, San Francisco. You wanna, What's the poll results as they currently stand? Right now, Chris Brockman. Yeah, the last undefeated front. team in the NFL, 49ers, 53%. Dolphins, 27%. Eagles, 20%. What do you think? I, I'm with you. The, the 49ers, based on their schedule. I okay. mean, the, the real, they got, you know, the Cardinals this week. I think the Cowboys. And then their schedule just kind of lays out. I think what the, the Dolphins and Eagles meet a little bit earlier. I mean, so that's going to happen. I, I just think it's, it's going to be the 49ers. And, and how about this for a sleeper MVP? Please. Brock Purdy. 
when are people when are people going to start talking about this guy being legit hey, when he does uh, it for me, a full season? Please check out my Friday show open after they beat the uh, Giants. That's yeah. how I came on the air. It's 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 got to be part of the discussion. That's why I love having him on. Look, I always <laughs> love guests who echo my sentiments. Yes. <laughs> but I also, uh, you know, genuinely like you when we're not on the air, as you know. Well, um, same here, Rick. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just because he, he, you can't call a player an MVP or an assassin uh, when he looks like he's going to home economics. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's just, <laughs> I think that's exactly what it looks like. That's, that's maybe what it is. Did you talk to his teammates? Please. He's got that Joe Burrow killer in him. Is that right? Right. They are like, you know, he may look like this dude. But we know if we have to go 40 yards in 45 seconds, he is going to have fun with it. What do you mean Joe Burrow killer? He's got that? Like Joe Burrow's like, you know, Joe Burrow's an assassin. Right. right? Like, and, and so they're like, he's got that in him. And even after that Giants game where Wink Martindale was warming him up, Turned I mean, he, up. Was, yeah, yeah. he was sending people. He was just like, whatever, hit me. I'm still coming. And that's when more guys, again, were more and more like, this is our guy. And there's an old saying in football. You know you got your quarterback that everyone's going to respond to if he will dive in a pile for a fumble. Niners guys, Brock Purdy's that guy. So let's talk about the two and one team that might rise. We'll throw the Cowboys out of it because obviously Dallas, prior to that right. clunker in Arizona, in the conversation amongst the league's elite, and I still I still think that they are. Trayvon yeah. Diggs being oh, yeah. hurt, it, you know, notwithstanding. Uh, you got Cleveland, you've got Pittsburgh, you've got the Ravens, yep. you've got, um, you know, let's throw the Chiefs out as well. Correct. Um, any team in the NFC South, you've got the Commanders, you've got the Seahawks. Which team would you buy right now out of all of them that I just mentioned? Well, out of all of them, I'm buying Cleveland. Go for it. Um, their defense is insane. We know Jim, we knew Jim Schwartz, the new defensive coordinator, was going to make a difference. He has made a significant difference. I mean, what he's doing with Miles Garrett, he's not static. He's moving him all over the line How of scrimmage. How about the Titans sending tight ends? I've never plural. seen it. I've never seen that either. Shadowing him to the point where it caused a pre-snap penalty <laughs> a on delay. the Titans. A delay of game. I've he's never like, seen oh, that. We're doing this? We're doing this now? Right. I mean, usually they'll just, you know, someone will look and say, okay, you pick him up, you know, if, if yeah, we let's need help. Chip. We'll chip we'll one chip. guy. <laughs> the Titans like, no. were like, <laughs> the like, screw that. It's like, you're that good. And I mean, they're lining him up over center. You're seeing more and more stand-up guys. Max uh-huh. Crosby's doing it. Micah Parsons doing it. But what he's doing, because he's got Zedarius Smith, and he's got some interior guys and some depth on the interior who are playing. They're right. healthy at linebacker, and they've got stud corners, you know, in, uh, in, in Newsom and, uh, Ward. I'm, I'm, Ward. and Ward. Mm-hmm. So they are – but what I saw to Deshaun last week, mm-hmm. after having just a, not a good game against the Steelers, and they were warming him up too – Nick, Nick Chubb's not in there, so he may say, okay, now we can run more of the shotgun stuff, more of what I like to do and not focus so much on the run game. We'll, we'll incorporate it, but now we can run an offense, more of what I like to do instead of me having to share some of these duties. You know, he's a, he's a shotgun quarterback. He's not someone under center who's got to hand the ball off. So now they're adjusting to him more so than adjusting to Chubb. I think he's going to come around because, you know, Amari Cooper, we don't talk about him enough being a great not. receiver. Right. You saw what they did against Tennessee. You think together. they can win the division? Yes. Yeah, I've been saying that from the jump. I think they can win the division. And now with Burrow being in his situation, it's going to be. A, I mean, it's going to be a slog just because that division's really good. Yes. But Cleveland could very much win that division. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they they've got uh, another division game. I mean, the AFC North was just, you know the first week month of the the season is brought to you by the AFC North. Yes. Cleveland's playing Baltimore at home. That's going to be Ooh. such a good game. Always is. I mean, because the Ravens, you know, coming off that loss. Uh, the two minutes I have left, what was what 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 was Devonte Adams referring to about how he doesn't have time? Because the way that you come out of that is is okay. You don't have time. Meaning what for this season for this trade deadline? Season? I think that's, what does that mean? Well, that's what I took. Like, okay, if we're going to go down this this rabbit hole again, get me out of here. Um, I'm tired of losing. Tired of us kind of doing the same things that aren't working. What does that mean? McDaniels, the Patriot way? Or the fact that they got rid of his college friend that he came to play with? Is that I, what it was? I mean, I think all of I think all of it's there, but I think more of the losing. Like I don't think he's got anything against Josh, so to speak. Um they're just not functioning. Their defense, they've been trying to fix their secondary since Namdi left. Hmm. That's that's like a Captain Stubing reference, by the way. No, no, right. Yeah. Um but 
it's just the same thing. No matter who they're putting in a quarterback, they can't get Josh Jacobs going. Um, and I think he's kind of like, I'm getting a little long in the tooth of my career. I see what's happening with D-Hop. I see how, how he was treated. Maybe let's get me out of here before I hit that part of my career. Have you ever heard a receiver has been targeted 20 times sound more angry after the game in your entire life? That's why I think it's the losing. I mean, Devontae Adams, you know him. He is the ultimate competitor. He sure you, is. You watch him practice and the way he plays. He competes, man. He is not out there for so stats. So who is not doing it? Who's who's in that locker room that Derek Carr came out after a loss last year with tears in his eyes saying something's giving off an alarm bell? Who, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it? I don't know if it's personnel. They're just – look, we know some organizations, no matter who they bring in, they just don't win. One of what you are a fan of. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just stay uh-huh. this, you know, as I said, I'm just saying, you know. Right. But, but, I mean, it's just there's something that's not triggering there. And – for him to say that, because he's a pro, you know, he is a pro. For him to say that, it's not to me so much what's in the rearview mirror. It's what he sees coming ahead. The NFL Report, Mondays and Thursdays, seven fifteen Eastern on the NFL app uh, and Fast Channels. Roku is a great spot for you to check this man out, Steve Weich, and then with Andrew Siciliano on Sundays on the Fast Channel. Good to see you, Steve. Continue, Rich. Thanks for having you me. You bet. Still here on the Roku channel, though. Our radio audience just uh, went away. I've got 90 seconds. What else is in your your notebook? What else is out there that you want to hit? You got anything? I mean, I mean, there, there, there's so many different things. I mean, there's brand. Everyone's talking about the Brandon Staley decision. And, yeah, right. And, and Nobody kicks field goals, man. And it, it just Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is he's the one that always seems to have the most spectacular ones placed on his plate, <laughs> and then the fails are spectacular. Yes, and then the the saves of 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 the failure becoming a success are equally as spectacular like this past well, that, week. That saved him. You that know saved I mean? Him. I mean, the one game is defense really plays well. And then instead of making a team go 75 against a defense is playing well, you're making them go 24. But Herbert, 40 of 47 He's for amazing. 400. Like this is with Kellen Moore doing that with Keenan He's Allen. A, those two guys must have been like looking at each other and going, like, that's <laughs> what we've been talking about around here. Yeah, that's right? what we've been talking about. But I mean, let's not have a coach blow the save. I mean, that's, where, that's almost what happened. Can you imagine them like, wait, what's what's going on here? So, but, but there's another team. Yeah. I mean, for there's another team, the Chargers. Let's not count them out. Okay. For, for as crazy as that is. Oh, I know. They're only a game and, out of the first. Out of first. And, and I tell you this, they've got a rookie pass rusher who's going to emerge in the defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's Tuli Tuyapoloto out of USC. Already has two sacks. Okay. He is somebody who is wreaking havoc alongside Joey Bosa. You're not hearing Khalil Mack anymore. And they take on the Raiders, too, in a big game this weekend. That is huge. Steve, let's do this more often. I appreciate you, Rich. You got it. Bruce Feldman in studio. We're talking college football and Dion in hour two.